You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Oge Ogwe, the lead pastor of Circle Church International. He envisions all men living Christ-centered lives. Be blessed as you listen. for coming to church I like your hair I like what you are wearing Pastor Sheon looks like the Holy Ghost alright sit down let's get into God's word very quickly we have a whole lot to do today first of all um, let me acknowledge a couple of people let me start by acknowledging baby Nile because she has finally come to church. Hallelujah. Then the people that born her, Pastor David. <laughs> Pastor David and Lady Antonia are in church. And more importantly, their own parents are around. So Pastor David's mom is around. And I think I see Lady Antonia's people around. And for that, we are very grateful. I can't see everyone. Are, are they here? All right, okay. All right, praise the Lord. I apologize for my voice. You can guess why I've lost my voice. All right, let's get into God's word. Second Corinthians two eleven. Very interesting way to start a dating conference. You'll see why. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. Are you there? Are you there? Ah, you have become lazy. We took away the screen for one Sunday. <laughs> All right, are you there now? All right, read together one to go. Lest Satan should get an advantage of... I can only hear one person's voice. Read together as loud as you can one to go. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians 4:27 is a whole sermon on its own. Just six words, but a full sermon. I mean, you can do a whole camp meeting from Ephesians 4:27. Are you there? All right, Ephesians 4, 27 together, one to go. Neither give place. One more time, as loud as you can. Neither give place. Hallelujah. There's someone you woke up with a pain. I don't know if it's this morning, but recently in your right ear. It's this pain in your right ear. I don't know if you would, you would mind. Can you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that pain ceases now. Amen. You are healed in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's get into the word. So, why did I begin with these two portions of scripture? The first says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. I think the NIV or the NLT says, lest Satan should outwit us. It says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Ephesians 4.27 says, neither give place to the devil. In many areas, we are sensitive to not um, allow the devil have his way. But when it comes to matters surrounding relationships, we kind of just trade to the wind. And we give place to the devil. And so, in our society today, we have ideologies about dating relationships that the devil sold to us and we bought. Some innocently, some blatantly. Pastor Dan was doing a recap of our, our teaching series of the month on Thursday during the midweek service. And he mentioned, you know, what I, what I said in February. That when you were a child, you watched Sleeping Beauty, right? And you watched, I think it was Snow White. And Snow White was running through, I don't know if she was running through the forest with her seven dwarfs. And a witch cursed her. And as it were, she died. Until Prince Charming came along and kissed her. And she was raised back to life. Very cute story. And they say there's nothing true love's kiss cannot solve. Except the guy kissed a dead woman that he saw in the woods. He doesn't know her from anywhere. This is what we teach children. And so we buy these ideologies from the devil about relationships. And we wonder why marriages are breaking up. We wonder why relationships don't last. Many times because the foundation, there's, there's a scripture that if the foundation be destroyed, I think that's Psalm 16, 11, I'm not sure. But if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundation upon which we have built these relationships is already shaky. And I wish we had more time, but we do not. So I'm going to take about just two things that I would say. These are not the only two things. These are not the only two lies that the devil has told us in our generation and generally. But these are two predominant lies that many people have bought that we need to do away with. The first lie the devil told us is that when you are looking for a partner, you are looking for somebody to complete you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that is too much work for any human being to do. Listen. Let me start from here. The Bible says in Colossians that you are complete in Christ. And, and so as a believer, 
your first predisposition when getting into a relationship is not someone to complete you, but someone with whom you would share your life. It's different. Notice, the Bible didn't say that for this reason, Genesis 2.24, a man will leave his father and mother as he have been, and the woman will leave her father and her mother as he have been, and the two will now become one, half plus half equals one. No. It is one whole person plus one whole person equals one whole one relationship are you getting what i'm saying you see because many people don't understand this thing we now have this idea and i blame i blame a lot of relationship experts men are from Toblerone, women are from bounty and so we have you seen the book men are from mars women are from venus and and so we think I have flaws and I need to find somebody whose personality type supports my flaws. Do you understand? So I'm naturally an angry person. I need to find somebody that is docile so that I will be the fire and they will be the water. Avatar, well done. And we think that way and this is the problem. Because we are thinking that way, we never see the need to work on those flaws. When we find somebody, if the person too is a hothead like us, we would say we are not compatible. Do you understand where there's a problem? Listen, nobody will complete you. You are completing Christ. If you have flaws, go and work on them. A lot of people stay in abusive relationships because he completes me. That he may have his flaws, but we finish each other's sentences. Does he have a problem with speech? <laughs> and so, our understanding of romance is largely determined by these factors that don't really mean anything. We have chemistry. What does that mean? We vibe. What does that mean? Listen, there is an important aspect. It's important to have such a connection with one another that you understand each other and finish each other's sentences. Alright? If that happens, I'm happy for you. But you can finish each other's sentences and be destroying each other's lives. It's true. You finish the sentence and finish the person's life. And so, go beyond, I'm looking for someone to complete me. And look, let me, let me say this. In your single period, and this is why there was somebody that came to meet me a couple of years ago. She had had a series of breakups. And when she told me, I've broken up with this guy, I told her for the next nine months I don't want to hear that's till the end of the year this was around the middle of the year I don't want to hear that you are in a relationship I don't even want to hear to my ears because if you keep breaking up with everybody check yourself true it may be the people you are dating but then if you keep picking the same type of person check yourself something inside of you is picking them it's hard but it's true 
something inside of you is picking those people so when you are single you are supposed to take some time to understand yourself no do I have flaws what and be honest with yourself many of us aren't we are not honest with ourselves we don't tell ourselves the truth and we don't like people that tell us the truth so we keep friends that stroke our ego <laughs> have people around you that can tell you that do you know that do you know that I love you you are my guy car your character is smelling you need to change you actually need to change my G change yeah and when they tell you don't fight them for telling you don't get into a relationship and expect that the person you are dating will carry all your flaws and love you and then you now come out and say you know we glorify suffering in this world especially in this part of the world you see silly men you will say in spite of all my mistakes she is still staying with me are you not wicked when will you go and start working on those mistakes say so if a woman truly loves you she will stand by you she won't she's a human being too she has a heart she has feelings come on don't put people through pain because they complete you the lie the devil has sold you give it back to him Say, I'm complete in Christ. A lot of people have low self-esteem. And they carry that low self-esteem into relationships. And when you get into the relationship, the person you are dating, if he's a manipulative person or she's a manipulative person, they will trample you underfoot. So learn it now. I am complete in Christ. I am a speck, first of all, because I'm in Christ. First of all, ultimate flex do you hear what I'm saying before we start talking about uh, my likes and my dislikes my negotiables and non-negotiables look inward many of us have I said this last week many of us have um, preferences I want a guy who earns six figures ask yourself why very important question why do I want a guy that earns six figures if a senior friend of mine Pastor Kingsley Kongo he says this he says as a lady if you are always looking for a man that earns so much money it means you are not planning to earn that amount of money you are not really planning for it so I'm looking for a guy that earns six figures because I don't think I would and I don't want to suffer in my life. So I want someone that will complete, he will complete me financially. He's not completing you. He brought everything you are stealing from him. And vice versa, because there are men that want women, I want to marry to a rich home. You are a thief. You are a thief. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I don't apologize. <laughs> Work on yourself, all right? When you, when you are making all those rules, I want it this, I want it that, I want it this, I want it that. Ask yourself, why do I want this? Why do I want this? 
Because many of the things that you call your non-negotiables will change as you grow through life. You now realize that they were not really non-negotiable. They were support systems that you put to support your bad habits. That is true. That is true. I've, I've counseled young people. I'm young too. But I've been counseling. You know, the relationship is from like once we know, once we hit puberty like this, we start craving relationships. So since I was in secondary school, I've been settling fights. Helping people's relationships. So I have experience. And many times, there was a lady, member of this church, strong member of this church. I won't, I won't say more than that because you, know, you will be able to discern. I this person. A couple of years ago, we went for a rehearsal. And sometimes we have these all-night rehearsals. I like to go with the choir. Um, <laughs> so... Oh, so she's in the choir, or she was in the choir, no longer. Uh, was or is, just <laughs> keep guessing. <laughs> and so we're having this conversation outside, and she said, hmm, I cannot marry somebody that's living in a one bedroom. I said, in this Lagos, <laughs> almost any young man who wasn't born into an affluent home and wasn't lucky to secure a job that pays a million plus is living in a one bedroom. Do you know that if you earn 400,000 naira every month, you earn well? Yes or no? Do you know that you can't really afford a two bedroom in a good place? So I asked her why. And she said, I don't know. There's just a way. I said, you are, the problem is that you are selfish and you don't know it. And you will bring problems for you, Mary. Listen, am I saying you shouldn't have financial targets? Ah, please, have. I'm not a very big fan of ego better. You know, um, rags to riches stories. I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, I think if a man gets up and says, I want to get married, he should have money at least to put food on the table in the house and make you live a certain type of life, especially the life you are accustomed to, except you decide that I'm willing to come down. So, yeah. But at the same time, I don't, I'm just saying that when you're setting your financial targets or any other targets in your relationship, ask yourself, why? And be honest with yourself. You know, there's a way we can rationalize. You say, yes, now. I mean, if, well, when we have children, where would they grow up in? In a one bedroom. Then I now ask you, are you planning to have children in your first year? Say, me, first year. No, I want to enjoy my marriage. Oh, at least I'll wait two years. So you are planning to wait two years. That means your excuse of when we have children where would they, is invalid. Because in those two years, both of you can move. Most people do. So tell yourself the truth. That lie that somebody will complete you is not true. Nobody is going to complete you. You are complete in Christ. Now, from the angle of um, searching your intentions, I've, I've spoken. But let me now speak from the angle of esteem. Listen to me, especially those of you who are ladies, because this thing plagues ladies more than men. No man is God's gift to you. Do you understand? He is only God's gift to you when he finally puts a ring on your fingers. 
But guess what? You are also God's gift to him. Even more scripturally, you are God's gift to him that he is God's gift to you. Because the Bible did say he who finds a husband, say he who finds a wife, finds a good thing and has obtained favor from the Lord. So you are God's favor to him. Which means that no man or woman, because some women do this to men, should trample you underfoot and say, if you go out, nobody will love you with all your flaws. You are better alone than with somebody that talks like that. Do you hear what I'm saying? This craving to be in a relationship, it will put you in trouble. When God created Adam and Eve, Adam, Eve was not born yet or was not created at the time. And God brought all the animals to see what he will name them. Adam didn't call any of them wife or woman. He called cow, cow. He called snake, snake. He will name you and ask you to go. Do you understand? Don't settle for animals because Eve has not been created yet. Do you understand? Take your time. And what if I don't find him? Calm down. You have a long way to go. Understand that your marriage decisions will affect a lot of things in your life. It's not just whether you are happy or not. Your career will be affected by it. It's true. Imagine you marry somebody who is very self-centered and egotistical. And so now you have career options to make. And they cannot see that it's not about them. Primarily, it's first of all about you before them. So they must consider you and the family first before them. But no, they want to pull you under. I've seen homes that destroyed because the man was earning a little amount of money. The woman started earning more than him. The man insisted that she leaves her job because how will it look? So now, the home is in penury because of somebody's ego. You better calm down. All this rush, I want to marry. God, when? God, when? Listen, and when you people say it, when I talk like this, it's because you are married. I married well, I married well. And I told my wife, if I didn't meet you when I met you, I was prepared to be single. And I said, it would have been worse because I will now start ministry. And once I start like this, this ministry I'm focusing on. Anybody that comes to me that I saw you in a vision, I don't see you, sister. <laughs> Am I saying you shouldn't get married? No, I'm saying calm down. Make good choices, especially in relationships and one way to the first step is having a healthy sense of self-worth do you understand what i'm saying so that when you are in the talking stage what we call the talking stage that is the pre-dating stage somebody will not talk to you somehow and you feel like i, I deserve to be spoken to that way there was a girl there was a couple i counseled at the time you know let me warn you I'm not one of those people that always seek to preserve your relationship if I evaluate it and I think you should break up I won't waste time I love you I will tell you the truth I'm not going to force you and I will not hate you if you don't I won't even disturb you I will just say this is what me I think so this girl brought her boyfriend and she was she first of all complained and complained and complained and complained and so she brought the boyfriend to me 
And so we started talking. We were in school at the time. And so the boy told me, so it was the boy talking, not the girl. And you know how if you went to a private school or universities generally, I think there's something called, is it August rush or October rush? We're at the beginning of the semester when the hundred level students come, there are these vultures, sorry, boys, that usually <laughs> flock, that usually flock the female hostel and they stand in front of them aimlessly looking for whom to devour. Sorry, looking for whom to chike. <laughs> and so this boy had started talking to the girl and one day he told the girl, I want to see you by 4 p.m., right? And so the girl comes out a little later than 4 p.m., let's see. 4.10 because a lot of ladies like to waste time 4.10 and she came out and his first response was to slap her yeah he slapped her now, how would you keep me waiting outside here I was just standing looking like and he slapped her now bear in mind she wasn't the one telling me this he was the one telling me like there was no problem with it Ah, have you not had conversations with men or haven't you seen people online that think there's nothing wrong in beating your wife if my wife misbehaves I'll beat her somebody is dating that person and this lady please pay attention I'm talking like this one of the things that God will help me do in your life is build a healthy sense of self-worth that if he should even call you idiot you say no this thing between us is over and you won't call him that either slapped I've been dating my wife and I have dated four years before we got married we'll be, we'll be three years married in February next year I have never called her an abusive name she has since we started dating till now that's seven full years never called her an abusive name she has never called me an abusive name so it means that if you are abusing your partner you are the one that you have issues don't say i was so angry i couldn't hold myself no you you allowed it happen you did because if police i mean i tell this story a lot one day i was driving out of the studio we had just finished rehearsal one person just cut me off and i wound down to give him a piece of my mind and i saw military cap I just, I just greeted him. Good afternoon, sir. For you see, pastor swims in gutter. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you are complete in Christ. The second lie that the devil has successfully told us, especially in this generation. Did you notice how last week, I want to say something. I want you to descend my heart. I love you guys. You guys love me. But ah, almost every two questions was about sex. Almost every two. Just I read one question, the next question is about sex. I remember, why do people like sex so much? And that's the thing, the, the devil has made dating relationships. Please pay attention. The devil has made dating relationships a lot about sex let me show you something 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 2 while preparing for this sermon I realized that 
many times we are told the Bible says that sex is for marriage. But many of us don't know where the Bible says it. So I want to show you where now. Are you there? Are you in 1 Corinthians 7 too? Alright, everyone read 1 Corinthians 7 to as loud as you can. One, two, go. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman which means if you don't have, you shouldn't do. Amen? Amen. Does anybody have the New Living Translation, the NLT? Okay, could you come? Please. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, each woman her own husband. What does this mean? It means that when you are in a dating relationship, you are not cleared to start sleeping with each other. We don't say it as much in church anymore, but it is still a sin. Do you hear what I'm saying? Fornication is still a sin. It is. We ought, to, we ought to reduce it and stop it totally. Reduce the narrative in the media and stop it. Let it not be heard amongst us. You are not enlightened because you clocked 20 and you started looking for who to sleep with. And you know, I've, I've said it before. Our generation, we know how to excuse bad habit. Eh? So I was in my whole phase. No, no, no. Lost was dealing with you. It's not, you were not in any phase. Lost, lost. It was dealing with you severely. Severe lost. And you didn't come out of that phase. You just stopped telling people about it. Like I said before, I don't apologize. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. Are you there? First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. It says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from what? From what? From what? That everyone should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Abstain from fornication. This is something I discovered while preparing for the sermon. I've always known it. But while preparing for the sermon, I did a little bit more study and I realized this. Permit me to do this. That word fornication comes from a Greek word. I'll spell it for you. Write it down. It is spelled P O. R-N-E-I-A It is from the same word you have the word pornography. Same word. And what does that word mean? In the Greek, it is used first of all to refer to idol worship. First of all, when you see that word, 
it is used to refer to idol worship especially idol worship that is done by eating food sacrificed to other idols so when Paul calls sex outside of marriage fornication there's something Paul is drawing your mind to that there's a deeper thing to it and it is this that this culture this hypersexualized society that we live in is actually in itself a form of worship to an idol are you following what I'm saying the oversexualization of everything is in itself a form of worship to an idol and when you engage in fornication you are in inadvertently engaging in that worship to that idol do you hear what I'm saying I told you anything anything in your heart that can take the place of God has become God anything in your heart that you can't let go of has become God so think of how terrible it is that we have so many people walking around that can't let go of lust and sexual thoughts why? because they, they gave in to the worship of that idol and it has carried them away I'm telling you this something that the world will not tell you the devil doesn't want you to know but you are never better engaging in fornication narratives will fly here and there we sleep with each other so we can test compatibility now let me ask you an important question you love the guy right you love the girl right right ah, so if you sleep with each other and you did not like it will you end the relationship will you end the relationship say we are not compatible we can't do this so you are not really checking for compatibility you are exploring passions and pleasures. Can we be honest? I mean, if you, if you pick up a USB type um, C cord and you want to plug it into a computer and you look around the computer and there is no type C port, you only have type A ports, right? What do you do? Do you keep trying? What do you do? You change the cord and look for a compatible... Uh, so if you say that you are really looking for compatibility right then what should happen what should be the norm is that when we sleep together and I notice that I did not really and you are not really compatible the relationship will just end there and then you just say that ah, so that was nice but it's not going to work between us and you go but if you meet anybody that behaves like that you will insult them is that correct? You'd say this person is a toxic person. Yet, we all give ourselves the excuse of, I'm trying to make sure that I have sexual satisfaction in marriage, and that's the reason why I'm sleeping around now. You are lying. And it was, I know it's not, a, it's not a popular thing. It will make me popular for saying this. Some of you may never come again. It's fine. You shall hear what I'm saying. So some of you may never come again. But here's the truth. You are damaging yourself and damaging your partner every time you do the same thing. Every time. Soon, your relationship won't even involve communication anymore. You can't stay together and talk. You can't. There's nothing to talk about. Ten minutes into sitting together, boom, clothes are off. That's why a lot of things are failing. 
the, the biggest problem with our generation is we think we know it all and yet we have the worst results depression rates are higher in this generation divorce rates are higher in this generation why because we think we know it all and the devil keeps selling us all these lies and we keep buying those lies but guess what is doing harm to you would you hear what I'm saying at least seven or, seven or eight out of any ten people you meet on the road seven or eight of them have a pornography and masturbation struggle seven or eight out of any ten people random sampling it's a fact what does that say? We are breeding a generation that, cannot, that, that doesn't have self-control. And we try to make excuses for it. Listen, let me tell you something and learn it now. You don't tame lust by giving in to it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Ah, you don't tame lust by giving in to it. You don't say, let me buy it and get it over with. No. When you buy it, you want another one. Is that correct? Yes, ah, if you convert something, you don't just say, let me just get it and give it and, and get it over with. When you get it, you want something else. So let me tell you something. If you don't train and con if you don't learn how to stifle and train and condition your heart to live above lust, when you get into marriage, you will, you will shock yourself. You will shock yourself. A lot of us think that ah, it's okay, I'm sleeping around, but I know myself. Once I commit to one person, I'll, you overestimate your willpower. Raise your hand if you've shocked yourself before. That you swore this can never be me. Then you found yourself there. You're like, ah, ah, is this me? You overestimate your willpower. You are a product of what you consume. If you keep sleeping around, you will see it will be difficult for you in marriage. You say men have needs. What of when your wife is pregnant? Especially when she gets to the stage where it's not medically advisable to sleep with her. What do you do then? Say men have needs. So I must go outside. Come on, shut up. The devil has sold this narrative to us and we bought it hook, line and sinker. And it's wrong. Listen, this is a grace church. Is that true? Your sins are forgiven. Is that true? You are not going to hell. Is that true? Ah, but you must do this one. No? We will talk about it. Behave yourselves. And because we've Hypersexualized society affects everything. All the jokes you hear now. Like you can't just listen to a, a comedian crack jokes. There must be sex inside. The way we dress. I'm going to talk about that thing one day. Especially ladies. The way we dress. Maybe I'm saying especially ladies because I'm a guy and I don't know what is sexual to ladies. So let me, let me create that caveat. Because I know some boys are very irresponsible. But the way ladies, I was watching, there's this song my sister suddenly fell in love with that she played the entire year. I kid you not, the whole year. If you've lived in my house before, you will know the song. Whole year. And I was watching the video of the song. And the video of Vixens were dressed like Pastor Shino. Please, Pastor Shino, stand up. This is the way they were dressed. Video Vixens from way back when. Sit down. Many people today 
dress to church in ways that video vixens of 10 years ago cannot dress. That's the way we are dressed to church. And when I went for, I went for reboot camp, and when we were driving into the compound, I saw a lady, we saw a lady, her, her gown was here. You came for, you came for camp meeting, ma. What I'm saying may make me unpopular. I don't care. I really don't. We need to arrest it. We do. We are damaging ourselves. We cannot fight for the equality of species and in the same vein treat women like they are objects. We can't. You can't tell me that I should respect a woman and then in the same vein, you present the woman as if the only things that are valuable in her, in her are her parts. You are contradicting yourself. But that's what we do. A person would do a song, he tries to be decent with the song. We say, no now, your song won't sell except you show some skin. How don't you get it? You are treating the woman as an object for marketing. Yet you are fighting for the quality of species. Can't you see how you are shooting your own self in the leg? I may not be popular for what I am saying. But is it true or is it not true? Some of us, we need to start calling our friends to order. Sister uh, Mary, this uh, tissue paper that you tied on your body, where are you going to with it? Let's listen. Say, Pastor, why won't you just let us wear nice things? There are other nice things to wear. Tell yourself the truth. A lot of people say, a lot of people say, it makes me feel comfortable. You are lying. Because if you were comfortable, you won't always be doing this. You are lying. You are lying. Tell yourself the truth. You are wearing it because you want you want to look that way. You want people to say, ah, ah, hot and sexy. That's all you want. Social validation. Tell yourself the truth. I'm not asking you to cover up to your neck, and, but at least look decent. We're not that type of church that would stand at the door and say, you, you bring, stand, adjust your gown bring the ruler six inches we're not that kind of church but maybe just maybe I will start walking up to some of you and say did you deliberately wear this thing out of your house this morning that's all I will ask you or thank you where's the rest of your clothes or four of you you saw one yard tell yourselves the truth come on Praise the Lord. Even in your relationships, tell yourselves the truth. Say we're a Christian couple. We are keeping boundaries. Every time you go to his house, you go straight, you pass the compound, living room, pass the kitchen, you pass the dining room. They have library in their house. You passed it. And we went straight to his room. Pastor, we are struggling with sexual sins. You are not struggling. You are not struggling. You came to meet me so that I would make you feel good but you are not struggling you are enabling it with your full chest 
Pastor, is it a sin for Christians to cohabit? <laughs> Better behave yourselves. <laughs> Let's stop lying to ourselves. All these, all these questions that you're asking me, you already know the answer, but you want to hear what I will say. Stop it. Let's stop lying to ourselves. Let's tell ourselves the truth. Can we do that? I don't know, I don't know what your girlfriend is looking for in your house for two weeks. Does she not have father and mother? Have you Maria? What's she looking for in your house? So that you know we miss each other so much. Eh, if you miss each other, see each other every day. But don't say she should come and live in your house. Well, landlord. And as some of you, it's not your house, your father's house. Don't you have shame? You brought your girlfriend into your father's house. Your father married his wife into his house. Then you want to carry your own girlfriend into his own house. You don't have shame. I'm not sorry. If it's paining you, repent. I'm not, see, I'm not sorry at all. Fix up. We need to do better. We can't keep saying we are Christians and acting like the world. It's wrong. It's wrong. Stand out in some way. Be different. Were you blessed? Yes, that one is your business. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I have a lot more to teach, but I have to return back to Reboot Camp because time has almost finished. But please, I implore you, do better. If you and your partner are already sexually active, grace has spoken for you. But you know how uh, Paul said that the times of ignorance, was it Paul that said it? He has winked at but he calls all men to repentance. Repent now. Stop it now. And if you are planning to get into a relationship and low-key, you are excited because of all the things, the channels of the spirits that will open up, close them. Behave yourselves, please. Let's do that. Do you know the reason why many of us can't evangelize? Because the people to whom we evangelize will laugh at us. We know they will laugh. <laughs> we know. We know that if I, if I call my younger sister and say, Jesus loves you, you need to you say, ah, ah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you want to evangelize to me. <laughs> That's the reason why many of us can't talk to people around us. Because we know that it's laughable. It's, our lifestyle is laughable. We know it. God did not intend for evangelism to be done inside buses. So. I hope you know that God's pattern for evangelism is first of all influence based those people around you you have no business evangelizing inside boss if you have unbelievers in your house no business you are, you are, it's hypocrisy talk to the ones in your house except of course if you are afraid that they won't listen to you at least in the boss they don't know your life so some of you you can't talk to your classmates because they know you class in the morning club at night you want to come and talk to them then on Sunday you dress good and go to church and they're just watching and you think nobody notices let me tell you everybody can see you everybody can including your parents so when you now tell your parents I want to go to this church and they say don't go there you're wondering why it's because Friday night they don't know where you were 
till Saturday night. You just came back. I'm going to church tomorrow morning. Where were you? I was in Okay's house. Who is Okay? My boyfriend. Is that what they teach you in church? You'll be giving us a bad name. Fix up. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, what I'm saying is hard. It's painful. But we need to hear it. You can't. Let me tell you the truth. If a relationship is extremely sexual, or even sexual, there are many things that should be said that are not being said. You are not allowing room to ask some questions. And then many of you give in to it because you think that is what is expected of you. Let me tell you, it is not. It is not. Someone asked last week, um, I want to... I want to live according to my Christian virtues. How do I not hurt my boyfriend? Who, if, if, if you deciding to live according to your Christian virtues will hurt your boyfriend, you have absolutely no business with him. I do not miss my words. I'm not stammering. And again, maybe you did not hear me the last three times I said it. I do not apologize. You have no business being with that person. I'm not here to stroke your ego. Let's stop that thing. You know when we have relationship conference, we stroke our egos. We stroke ourselves. Let me tell you the hard truth. Number one, work on yourself if you have things to work on. Number two, stop talking about sex too much. In fact, stop talking about sex. Calm down. Your, your relationship is not two weeks old. You're already talking about sex. I want to remove your hair tie. I want to tie it on my waist. What's doing you? See, I'm young like you. I'm young like you. I'm married, but I'm young like you. And I know all the funny things you people used to do. I'm here to tell you to stop it. You video call, what are you wearing? What's your fashion police? Why are you asking? Why are you asking? I'm young like you. I know all those things. Calm down. And be honest. And so conversations, communication in relationships have spoiled because we don't know how to talk to one another anymore. We don't know how to bring up salient questions. Many of you, you are dating, you've been dating for months. You don't know how much your partner earns. Your partner doesn't know how much you earn. Or should I stop talking? You can't ask those questions because when you should have been asking the questions, you were doing other things. Now, is now, is now, you know, there's a way, has this never happened to you, eh? That there's this guy that two of you used to jam outside. And every time you jam each other, it happens to guys a lot. I don't know about ladies. Every time you jam each other, you say, chairman, chief, boss, chief. You have done boss, chief, like five times. So it's now weird to ask him that, chairman, I don't know you. <laughs> so you start looking for ways to ask him for his name. <laughs> That's what's happening in many relationships. Things that you should have asked early on. You can't ask again because when you should have been asking the question, you're doing something else. So now it's weird. How do I bring this up? How do I tell this person that I do not know what his blood group is? Was still. And let me explain something to you as I, as I end this meeting. Many of those relationships end up harboring serious abortions. Listen. Let me tell you something. Some people call it pro-life. 
Some people call it pro-choice. Don't let the devil deceive you. You are killing a human being. Do you hear what I am saying? I've told you this in church many times. All the cities in the Bible whose destruction God mandated, either by fire from heaven or by water from the earth or by asking the Israelite army to kill them, they had the same thing in common. Number one, they were a hypersexual society that was given to the killing of children. You don't know it, but go and read your Bible. Same thing in Sodom and Gomorrah. Same thing in, um, what's the name of this place where they, they sacrifice to this wicked God? Um, I can't remember the name of the place. Canaan. Same thing in Canaan. Same thing in Canaan. Same thing in Sodom and Gomorrah. And even in the New Testament, the only city where we see God wage an all-out war, the force of darkness, and we see so mightily grew the word of God and was in Ephesus. Guess what? That's the kind of society they were. A hypersexual society that was given to the killing of children. So you better understand that when you give yourself over to that type of life, you say it's just, it's, it's my body I should have. Listen. It is your body. You should have a right to do with it as you please. Which means that you should have a right to abstain from sex. The moment you start cultivating another life, you better understand it is not only your body. There is another life in you. There is another life in you. Let's behave ourselves. And what I'm saying, it may, let's see. I may train for it. I might not be popular, but it's fine. The truth must be said. So now, you have this lifestyle that is openly worshipping the devil and you don't know it. You don't know it. Yesterday, my pastor was talking and he was saying, the Antichrist spirits, some of them are the person is just being used by the devil and they don't know it. And some of them, they have partnered with the devil. The thing is, in our generation, the first is more common than the second. It used to be that you would have witches and wizards that go and look for children to kill. But the devil realized that pastors caught them. and started destroying all their covens and all their shrines. So what did the devil start doing? Hypersexualize the society, let them get pregnant and make it easy for them to have abortions. Same results, different means. Call me an alarmist, call me a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, but you know I'm saying the truth. You know I am. Praise the Lord. Some of you, your relationships, you don't have a projection for the future because you don't stop to talk about it. All you do in your relationship is go out and have lunch and dinner, go out and go, uh, go to fancy places, then come back and have sex. You're not in a relationship. You are not. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. You are not. You're just satisfying your passions and pleasures. One day you will get tired of them. It's like sugar. You will have some and then at a point when you smell it, you're like, I don't, I don't want anything. I want to eat something that has pepper. That's what will happen to you. Soon both of you will start fighting and every little thing the person does is irritating you. And you're wondering why. Why? Because the, the, the mirage has finally cleared. 
now you are forced to live with each other and you realize we can't you get tired of it father let us be a generation that is consecrated to you let us be a generation that lives openly for you in Jesus name we have prayed praise the Lord alright let's let's um, do a couple of things and then we'll be out of here I want you to make a resolution if your partner is not in church call your partner and tell your partner this is who I want us to be now can we walk towards it do you hear what I'm saying do you hear what I am saying please do that for yourself don't do it for me do it for yourself this is who I want us to be. Let us try to work towards it. Let's actually try to be a healthy relationship. Let's build something healthy. The way young people talk about sex, as if you will not have the rest of your life to do it. You will. You literally will. Let's package your offerings. Thank you for listening. For more head over to circlechurchglobal.org or visit any of the church campus addresses on the website. God bless you.